Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. And I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. So today it's me and I thought I would talk about three common underlying factors that I often see in therapy when talking to clients which may have influenced the development of their eating disorder. And in the therapy room you do often see kind of patterns and overlap in terms of the different things that people have experienced and things that they've gone through. So things like childhood experiences, maybe different stresses, things that happened at school, all these things can have an impact. And I guess once somebody actually develops an eating disorder, I often see this really as a kind of like an end point, sort of like a kind of coping strategy, which may have been brewing for a while, um, but something then has perhaps triggered it and sent someone into a mode where they need to use the eating disorder to cope. And it doesn't even need to be that someone has struggled with food or body image issues for a long time, But often if you kind of look back to someone's history, you can start to trace things that may have impacted their mental health. So in terms of like self-worth and also how they deal with emotions. So seeds are often sown for an eating disorder much earlier than maybe when the eating disorder actually presents itself. Now, really important point here, some of the things I'm gonna be talking about, I am generalizing. So if you don't relate to some of these things, that's completely fine because everyone's experience is unique and your journey will be your own. And I know myself that I don't actually relate to everything I'm talking about here, but these themes I'm talking about are ones that do regularly come up in the therapy room. So what are some common underlying factors that can influence the development of an eating disorder? So number one, feeling different from others or feeling that you don't fit in. Now, clients will often talk about feeling different from others and it can be quite subtle sometimes. Um, So someone might feel that actually they have quite good friends, but maybe they've always felt a bit on the outside. Um, They may have felt a bit inferior to a sibling. You know, maybe they had a sibling who they felt was extremely kind of talented or attractive and they felt inferior compared to them. And Other people around looking in on the situation may not have even noticed this. It might not have even been very apparent that you were feeling inferior or not good enough, but it was still a very powerful feeling for you. Now, sometimes as well, people might talk about feeling um, nerdy and different from others. They might feel that they were not as pretty or as popular as others. They might feel that maybe they are not as talkative or extrovert. And I guess it doesn't really matter what the thing is that you're comparing yourself against. But the theme is a perceived lack, something that you don't have that others have. So you end up feeling, I'm not good enough compared to them. And of course, if you're not feeling good enough from early on in life, you know, you could say that you have quite low self-esteem, low self-worth, and then particularly then as the kind of teenage years hit and there is a lot of pressure to fit in as you start to be exposed more and more to kind of diet culture, the pressure to look a certain way, the pressure to be liked and accepted by your peers, it can be very, very seductive to use weight loss as a way to feel better. 
because I guess as well, it's quite understandable that we can be lured down this road because diet culture seductively tells us that losing weight will make us feel likable, acceptable and kind of good enough. So if you're not feeling great in your self-esteem, it can really seem like an attractive option. It can be a thing to cling to, but the hope that this is going to make you feel good enough. It's going to make you feel kind of accepted and liked by other people. Um, But sadly, of course, we know that sometimes those feelings can be fleeting and sort of positive in the beginning, but quickly things often unravel and you end up feeling a lot worse and because, yeah, developing an eating disorder is not great for your self-worth. So that's the first one, feeling different or feeling that you don't fit in. So if you're listening, have a think about if that was relevant for you. Um, You know, think about how did you feel at primary school How did you feel in your family growing up? And how did you feel as a teenager? And were there any sort of times where you didn't feel that you fitted in or you felt different from others? Um, So maybe you relate to that, maybe you won't, but can be quite helpful reflection. Okay, number two, um, experiencing different stresses when growing up. Now, life can be incredibly stressful, as we know, we're currently in a pandemic. And, you know, I think families are often juggling multiple balls. You know, there's so much kind of going on, so much to cope with. Now, if you experience trauma or abuse, then understandably this is going to impact your self-worth deeply and can turn what should be a happy and free childhood completely upside down. So it's not surprising that problems with eating or body image could be triggered out of this as a coping strategy to deal with difficult emotions. But often I think the stresses can be more subtle and you may not even appreciate how much certain things might have impacted you. So common patterns that we can sometimes see, common stresses that we can sometimes see can include some of the following. So maybe the loss of a grandparent or someone who is very close to you at a significant time in your life. And this can sometimes be really, really hard to deal with. Um, And you may have lost someone who was an integral part of your support network and their absence then leaves a painful hole. And maybe for whatever reason, maybe it was difficult to grieve properly for that loss. You know, maybe people around you were really struggling with that loss as well. So maybe there wasn't the space for you to kind of really process your emotions and feel heard when that was going on. Another common stressor is if you have a sibling or a parent suffering with a health issue that meant that they needed a lot of attention and care. And in the stress of trying to attend to this other person, your needs again may have become overlooked. And again, this isn't often intentional, but people are surviving in a very difficult situation because obviously if somebody's unwell, someone's really struggling with their health, it's very natural in a family that all the attention would go towards that person. So what this can mean sometimes is that you may have been left to kind of get on with it and manage things on your own and you may have kind of adopted the role of this kind of super coper, the sort of person in the family that kind of gets on with it, that doesn't really struggle, that kind of looks after everybody else and can be really relied on. Um, But I guess ultimately sometimes that is not really sustainable. It's quite hard to kind of keep up that super coper role you know because of I guess at the end of the day you're a human being and it's understandable that you might have some feelings and thoughts about that and at some point they're probably going to catch up with you so again that can be a time when the eating disorder kind of steps in as a bit of a coping strategy 
Because if life is quite out of control, it can be a thing to cling to and it can be a thing to help you distract from emotions. Thirdly, there may have been a stress in the family through a major life event. For example, um, maybe a divorce, moving house at a critical time in your schooling, or perhaps some, you know, a parent being made redundant. Um, again, this can be extremely unsettling. And you know, you may have really picked up on a lot of the distress and upset of others around you. And you know, you might have had to be quite strong and you might have not wanted to kind of burden them with your emotions. So you kind of try to get on and cope. So understandably, if you experience a stressor in your life, it's understandably going to bring big emotions. So things like grief, sadness, loss, anger, guilt, shame. And if there's been a lot of stress going on, you may not have had a chance to express these feelings or even acknowledge that you have these feelings. So you may have been in this super coping mode, trying to keep a brave face, not wanting to cause anyone around you any more upset or burden those around you either. So you sort of kept your feelings to yourself and you tried to get on with it. So of course that isn't a healthy coping strategy for the long term, as our emotions don't just go away. Um, again, this is when an eating disorder can develop. So in response to an external stress, the eating disorder can become a life draft to cling to. It offers a sense of control. When life is really out of control, it simplifies things and the bigger problems can then blur into the background. And again, that's quite an unconscious coping strategy, really. I don't think anyone ever wakes up one day and thinks, do you know what, I'm going to change my body or I'm going to control what I eat to feel better. It's something that you kind of slip into doing and it kind of becomes a habit and it becomes, you know, just something you do. It's not something you've consciously thought about. So that's the second one, experiencing some kind of stressor growing up. Um, I suppose as well, I want to just say to anyone listening that, um, you know, stresses happen in all our lives. And I don't want people to feel um, really scared or worried that if, you know, if your family has gone through a big stressor or is going through a big stressor, that it means that your child or um, teenager is going to develop mental health problems because that is not so because I think it's really quite complex you know it's always a complex interplay of genetics the environment the sort of social support at the time and um, every situation is very individual and I think you know most of the time we are really doing the best we can at the time okay final thing is if you have been a super achiever from early on now, this is particularly common for people that develop anorexia nervosa. Again, not true for everybody. So if you don't relate to this, please don't feel excluded or that you don't fit neatly into the kind of category because everyone is different. But it's quite common sometimes that you may have been outstanding in some way. Um, and I guess this can be related to academics, you know, your grades, your talents, maybe being good at music, good at sport. And it may even be down to your appearance and how you look. And I guess like on the surface, being outstanding in some way, it can seem like a blessing and a wonderful thing. But although there are many positives, it can mean that your sense of self-worth can come become very dependent on receiving external validation and praise from others from a young age. So you can kind of be then on this treadmill of doing and achieving and kind of you know ticking the boxes, winning the medals, getting the good grades. Um, but there's sometimes then very little space to think about who you are 
what you sort of genuinely really like doing and to kind of really develop your sense of self because in a way you're kind of a bit on this treadmill being really really busy achieving 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 lots and um, your self-worth is becoming very dependent in a way on those external things Um, and the tricky thing is as well if you are very talented and a high achiever people around you will generally be be pleased and proud and of course that's a natural reaction isn't it you know they'll compliment you and they will show happiness for your achievements now this can be very positive but if your whole sense of worth becomes very dependent on maintaining and also receiving this praise then you can kind of get caught in this trap where you feel that you have to keep doing all the things to be good enough and acceptable and actually then sometimes that can feel too much to deal with so again the eating disorder unconsciously can often be a way to cope with this And I think initially, you know, sometimes losing weight and in controlling your body, controlling food, it becomes another way to excel and achieve because, you know, that can seem like a good thing to do, but it also can help you cope in other ways. So it can help you feel a sense of control in a world, again, where you're feeling out of control and overwhelmed by all the demands. Again, it can be a way to simplify life and distract from difficult emotions and also, again unconsciously to escape the pressures of high high achievement being unwell can sometimes offer you a legitimate reason to get off this treadmill for a while because actually if you've got anorexia nervosa and you are on eating disorder and you're unwell you kind of have a very valid reason like not to be continuing as this kind of super duper golden girl or boy and to have a bit, bit of respite from this so again see if that's something you relate to or not um, and yeah have a have a reflect you know maybe journal on it um, have a think about you know some of the things that may have impacted you so I hope this podcast episode has given you some things to think over and to just reflect on your own sort of personal triggers so if you're not following me already do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist And if you're looking for more help and support in overcoming disordered eating and finding peace with food, do check out my online courses at theeatingdisordertherapist.co.uk. Thank you so much for listening and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Mm -hmm.